How's everybody doing? Oh, there we go. How's everybody doing today? All right. Uh, we have a, had another election, apparently. You guys have elected two people to be your proxy speakers. So I will say that you are both good and great, and we are moving on. Uh, so we are excited to worship with you here today in person or online. We do have a few announcements before we get started in. Uh, our Zoom prayer meeting will be held tomorrow at 7 p.m. We will email that link out tomorrow. And our Zoom youth group uh, meeting will be on Thursday at 7 p.m. That link will be emailed out on Thursday. And we will be collecting the alabaster offering next Sunday, uh, March 14th. We are asking for beanies as well as socks to give to those in need. There's a box in the foyer or foyer uh, for all donated items. I don't know how to pronounce that R, I'm not going to lie. Uh, today is the last day to register for the women's retreat, which is happening on March 20th. So uh, please register online or talk with uh, Miss Jane. And then today is the church vote. For all active members who are 15 years um, of age or older, we will be voting for new board members and district assembly delegates. And voting will be before each service, so if you came in and missed that one, do it between services. Um, and then after church, and there is a drive-up option for those who are high risk between 12 and 2 p.m. We are having membership classes on March 21st and 28th for anyone who is interested in becoming a member or who would like to learn more about us uh, here at Home Church. Lunch is provided. Uh, Amanda and I did the last one, and the lunch was good, so show up. <laughs> if you're interested, you can call the church office or let Pastor Carlos know and uh, let them know which date you were planning on attending. And the annual church meeting has been rescheduled to April 11th after second service. And at this time, we're going to do children's church, so let's welcome up Miss Melody. right in this part today. Thank you for moving. Come on. Come on. I want you to sit right here. Did you wonder what this was? I brought it and put it on the table. You ready? Woo. It's my giraffe. Giraffes have really long necks and really long legs. Did you know that when a giraffe is born, it is as tall as my husband, Dan Anderson. That's a pretty tall baby. <laughs> you know that Dan and I used to live in East Africa. And the first wild animal I saw, I was watching the trees and they were rustling and all of a sudden I saw the head of a giraffe. It was so exciting. I had never seen a giraffe before like that, only at the zoo. You know giraffes have really long blue tongues and they like to use their tongue to get the leaves at the top of the trees. And they can even lick around thorns to grab leaves. That's pretty amazing. That's how God made them. There are different kinds of giraffes. They used to be called camel leopards. That's funny, because when they first saw them, they saw all their spots, and people noticed that they kind of are like a camel, only taller. 
So I guess you could call them camel leopards if you want to. And no two are alike. They all have different kind of spots and different colors, and they're unique. God created them that way. Did you know that giraffes can use their long necks like a weapon? They whip their neck around, and they have a fight. They hit each other with their stiff neck and their heads and their horns, and that's the way they fight. Can I tell you a true story about a giraffe? Okay, listen carefully. So one time my husband Dan was on a safari game drive in Kenya, and he saw a very sick giraffe. It had an upset stomach, and he saw the long neck rumble and move around, and the giraffe was going to throw up. And he could watch that stuff moving up the long neck, and blah, out it came. Yuck. That's kind of a sickening story. But it was true. Yes? I have a toy giraffe. Okay. Well, giraffes are kind of fun to look at. Now here's a new picture. How can a giraffe drink water? What do they have to do? Somebody want to say? They have to bend way over, open up their legs, because their necks are so long, in order to drink water. So we've been talking about giraffes and their long necks, but did you know that sometimes people are called stiff-necked? Have you ever heard of that? That means someone is really stubborn. They do not listen. They do not do what they're supposed to. They want to have their own way. Sometimes people are called, and our next picture shows, hard hearts. Wow, that's a heart with armor on it. That's a hard heart. That is also something like stubbornness, someone who doesn't want to listen and do what they're supposed to do. Okay, what do you think's happening in the next picture? What's happening? Somebody help give me an answer. The little boy not listening. Correct. The little boy is not listening. Can you children help me now? Everybody stand up and turn around and look at everybody out there. Can you show them what stubbornness looks like? Be stubborn. Okay, you can sit down. Thanks for helping. <laughs> um, what usually happens when children do that? They get in trouble? Yeah, they get in trouble. What is the opposite of being stubborn? Being good. Yes, listening, obeying, being good. The Bible talks about this in Proverbs. Let's read that. It says, blessed, or you could say happy, is the one who always has respect for the Lord. But anyone who is stubborn will get into trouble. Wow. 
The word respect means to listen and obey. That's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to have a stick, stiff neck and be stubborn. One time while we had come back to America after living in Africa for a long time, I was so excited. I said, oh, while we were driving, look up on the road on the right. There's a giraffe. Oh, giraffes, I forgot they don't live here. What it was was a stick tree that was dead that looked to me like the shape of a giraffe. I was kind of sad. But just like the giraffe I brought today, he has a stiff neck, doesn't he? Because he's made out of brass. But the next time you go to the zoo or see a giraffe on TV, I hope you'll remember this lesson about stiff necks and that that just gets you into trouble. God wants us to be listening and obeying and respecting. That's what pleases him. Okay, thanks a lot for helping me today. You can go sit back down. Let's give Miss Melody another round of applause there. And Members of my youth group will probably remember that stiff net is my all-time favorite biblical insult. <laughs> so we are uh, going to enter into a time of giving um, in worship. We want to take a moment to thank everybody who has been uh, faithful in your tithes and offerings during this time. If you are looking for ways to give, we can take them through a mailed-in check. You can uh, drop your tithe or offering off in the box in the back of the sanctuary, or you can do it online, which is primarily easier. Um, but it's always a good reminder just to know that God can do so much more with the 10% that we give him than we could do with 120% of that. So as we go into a time of prayer, I want everybody as we bow our heads to also remember that prayer is not something we do on Sundays in church. I mean, it is something we do on Sundays in church, but <laughs> and it's not an obligation and it's not a chore to do. This is a privilege that as believers we have to actually communicate with the creator of the entire universe, to bring our needs before him and to let him know our praise. So if everybody would bow their heads. Dear Lord, we want to come before you today as a people and as a church to ask for your blessing over all that we are trying to do in your name. We would ask for ears to hear and hearts to obey and that we would be able to execute your will in a way that will reverberate in this community. We thank you so much for the blessings that we have currently in our lives. And most importantly, among those blessings, for the opportunity to have a redemptive relationship with you through Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Morning, church. All right, let's all stand. Amen. It has been a week. It has been a tough, tough week for me. So help me out. Sing with me. And holy is the Lord.
is filled with His glory. The earth is filled with His glory. We stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down, worshiping now. How great, how awesome is He? Together we sing. And everyone sing. Holy is the Lord, God Almighty.
is filled with his glory. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. Sing it out, church. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. church. Uh, it's a blessing to be here. As we stand, let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for letting us be here. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful to be here in this place. I know a lot of churches are closed today, Lord, but today our door for, of our church is open, Lord. Bless each life that is here. And our brothers or sisters that are watching online, different states, bless their life. And bless, bless today's um, service. You're here today, Father. Thank you for everything that you gave us. And thank you for bringing everybody here united as a family. Lord, whatever our brothers and sisters are carrying today, Father, they leave it here in this place in the name of Jesus, Father. Bless today's service, Father. Let your Holy Spirit be in this place. We open our hearts, and for what you have for us today, Lord, we receive it as we pray today, Father. In the name, in the name of the Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. If you're new to church, or this thing we call Christianity, Nazarene, um, let me give you some good news. Our God can do anything. Amen. Sing with me as we sing this out. God can do. God can do. He can do anything. God can do. He can do anything. I 
I know our brother this morning, he was saying he had a rough week. Who else has had a rough week? Anybody? Okay, we got some good, okay. It was a, okay, we got one honest person here in the house, amen. It's been a tough week, but you know our God is bigger. And God is here this morning to remind us how much he loves us and how good he is. Sing with us as we sing this song. Worship with us. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. So my
remain standing for the word. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Let's pray. Bow your heads please. In reverence of God. And your neighbor. Father, Lord, we exalt you this morning. We give you praise for all that you are, all that you do, and all that you've done, and all that you will continue to do, not only in our lives, but in our church. God, we're asking for your hand to be upon your word today. That it may purge, that it may cleanse, that it may speak to every heart in this place. That we would not only hear God, but we would also apply and live out your word in obedience to it. That the fruit will be everlasting and will remain for your glory, God. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word and to be in this place together. We exalt you, Lord, and we give you this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. How's everyone this morning? Amen. We want to say welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. Um, all those who are visiting with us this morning online, uh, we are so blessed to have you here uh, with us. Um, I want to uh, also give a shout out. Um, who knows Maybell uh, Howard, our dear sister Maybell? She moved to Idaho, got a beautiful letter from her. Uh, she's still remaining here, faithful with us, watching online, her and her family. Amen. Maybell, we want to say thank you. We love you. Amen. Let's give Maybell a hand. Amen. Um, Cherie, it's so good to see you this morning. Amen. Can we give a hand to Cherie? Amen. I had this flashback. I thought, is there kids quizzing right now? Like, oh, okay. it's so good to see you. Amen. It's so good to see you. Who's ready for the word this morning? Amen. Oh, my goodness. The Baileys. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We could be here all morning saying hello, but let's get to the word. Uh, before we do that, I have a quick little story. There was three uh, pastors 
who were uh, having a rough time, a rough day, and they said, you know what, we just need to let our hair down. We need to go somewhere and just be honest with each other. We're always praying for people. People are always coming to us, but there needs to be a, we need to just be honest with each other and kind of let some things out of the bag, if that makes sense. And so they decided to get on a boat and go to this lake, and they're on the boat, and they're in the middle of the lake, and the first pastor says, well, since you guys ain't going to say it, I'll just say it right now. He goes, I, uh, I've been struggling with gambling. I'm a secret gambler. And I just feel so guilty. The second pastor says, thanks for your honesty. He says, uh, since we're being honest, he goes, I have been cheating on my taxes. And, uh, and they're waiting. It's quiet. The third pastor's not saying anything. They look over. So what about you? He's quiet. First pastor says, look, man, we're not getting off this boat until you tell us what you, be, what you deal with. Says, okay. He goes, look, I, deal, I battle with gossip, and I can't wait to tell everybody about what I just heard. <laughs> I want to preach a sermon I've titled Life and Death. It's a simple message. This is nothing. Uh, we're not going to get any uh, crazy revelation here. It's a very simple message. Um, we're going to be going through some different scriptures uh, of books in the Bible. So who's ready to come with me this morning? Amen. There is a little red muscle that I would say is stronger than any muscle, more powerful than any muscle that you have in your whole entire body. And that is a little muscle called the tongue. Some people are saying, honey, you ready to go? <laughs> that was a good worship. We had a good time. That was so refreshing. And but, uh, let me tell you this morning, if we can apply this word to our life, just know God hit me first, okay? If we can apply this to our life, oh my goodness, what can happen? Proverbs 18.21 spoke about how there is power to speak death or life. And what an incredible statement that power is in what we say. We have power to speak life or death. We have things that we can say that would kill someone, hurt someone, destroy someone. We have the power to say something that can bring life to someone, to heal someone. Some marriages didn't last because someone couldn't keep their mouth closed. Some kids have grown up, we're adults today, having self-image problems because our parents rarely spoke anything nice to us. Some people are raising their kids today to be devastated because they can't say anything nice, always feeding them negative words. And wonder why there's no change in the poor little kid because death and life are in the power of the tongue. The scripture says, Josh, our brother Josh read the scripture says, those who eat of it, those who love it will eat of its fruit. That means what comes out of our mouth, we will bear the consequences of that. You 
if our marriage doesn't last because we're always speaking words of negativity, we will eat the fruit of that. If, if uh, our children grow up and never be what God has called them to be because we were always speaking, we will eat the fruit of that. If we're always having issues on the job, whatever we speak, we will bear the fruit of it. Matthew 12, 36 says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Wow. What a scary verse. Think about that when we stand before God, everything that we have said, we will have to give an account for. That can be a little nerve-wracking. Think about all the... All the I know not the 9 o'clock service. This is for the 10 o'clock service. <laughs> All the, the lies, right? Again, like I said, not, it's not this service. That's the next service. All the cuss words. Okay, maybe I'm just the only one. All the cuss words that we've spoken. Who's in the cussing ministry this morning? <laughs> Got some honest sisters, got some honest people in the house. Say, okay. All the things that we've said that our mother would wash our mouth out with soap. I don't know about you, but the taste of Irish spring is horrible. <laughs> Who's ever tasted zest? That was a whole, yeah, ze okay. Zest was worse. It lasts, it stays in there for like a week. It's just, ah. But how many know the blood of Jesus is everlasting? That's something that when you put that in your mouth, it... Zest will only last so long. So I know goss, uh, uh, lies and uh, cussing, but I want to I look at one, one, one word here. I want to focus on this one word, and that word is gossip. As we disciple dedication, duplication, I know the enemy... How he, how, I know how he works. He likes to work in how we speak about one another and what we say to one another. Gossip. Who knows what gossip is? The dictionary has its, its, its uh, version of gossip, but I have an, uh, my right here. It says, gossip is when you're talking with someone about someone and neither one of you are the problem or the solution. We're going to go to James, and James almost spends a whole entire chapter on this word, gossip. I remember my parents used to sit in church, and the message of gossip would be there, and they never really talked about anybody but the pastor. <laughs> They're no longer serving God today. It was just between themselves, but yet they were feeding each other things that really they should have just went to the pastor themselves and said, hey, can I talk to you? I got to get this off my chest. I don't want to spew this to anyone else. Matthew says, now if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in what? In private. Sister, I know we don't have the scripture here. In private, he will listen to you. You have gained him as your brother. I could feel tension right now, but it's okay. I'm going to keep moving forward this morning. It's okay. Gossip. 
Let's read James. Let's look at, let's look at what James has to say about this. James 3, 2. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a what? Perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. That word perfect does not mean perfected. That word perfect means mature. It means when you speak, you learn not to offend other people in what you say. You have learned not to offend with what comes out of our mouth. You have reached a level of maturity. And then he says you're also able to bridle the whole body. Isn't that incredible? With how, what you speak, you're able to bridle the whole body. I get some insight right here. He's saying when you get to a place where, where you can control your tongue, there's a level of maturity that will translate for you to be able to live the kind of life that God wants you to live to be able to control your body. You see, the problem is some people can't control their body because they can't control their tongue. You get our tongue in order, under control, and the body will follow. Where do you get that, Pastor? Let's continue reading right here, verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Isn't that incredible? I love how James, how he illustrates this for us. He paints a picture for us. I like James, but I don't like James. I'm like, why did I read James a couple weeks ago? We put bits in horses' mouths so we control that powerful horse. We can make the horse go left or right or to stop just by what's in its mouth. Verse 4, let's go to verse 4. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Take these huge ships that are, that are driven by fierce winds are steered by a little rudder in the back of the ship. Verse 5 says... Even so, the tongue is a little member. It's a little, it's a little guy. And boast great things. He tells us it's a little part of the body. But this little part of the body, this little thing, can make mountains out of hills. This thing can promise things that will break. This little thing can make claims and say things that aren't true. What comes out of our mouth can defile us. I want to I continue reading right here. The tongue, it says right here, see how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. It says right there, it's full of sin. The tongue is full of sin. 
The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by what? By hell. When I read this a couple weeks ago, I'm thinking this verse right here is speaking so much. What comes out of our mouth can defile the body, can defile you, can corrupt. It creates, it ignites passion. It's set on fire by hell. That means it's influenced by hell. Before we speak something, here's what we need to ask ourselves. Is what I'm about to say to my wife, is what I'm about to say to my husband, is what I'm about to say to my kids, is what I'm about to say to the sister in church, is what I'm about to say, is this coming from God or is this coming from the enemy? Is it what I'm about to say, is this coming from heaven or is this coming from hell? She said, heaven, amen, good job, sister, amen. That's heaven in baby language. You know, some people don't know the difference. They just speak whatever's on their mind. I'll be the first one, man. Well, it's the truth, and I just speak the truth. I just gotta, I just, it's the truth, whether you like it or not. This is what needs to be said. Well, not everybody needs to know about that person's truth. The Bible says, A fool utters all his mind. I thought I'd get an amen there, but it's okay. (laughs) Verse 7, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile, who loves animals in this place? You got any animal lovers? For every beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. Think about the large animals. When you go to the circus, the big elephants that are tamed and controlled by a man. He says, look, you can look, I mean, look at the, the whales. When you go to, the, when you go to the, the marina and you see these big, huge orcas being controlled by a man. The tigers, the lions that open their mouths and some crazy dude sticks his head in there. <laughs> Not me. But he puts it in there and he says, he says they're controlled. But verse 8, he says, but no man can tame the tongue. We control these big animals, ships and horses, but we can't control that thing that is in our mouth. It says it is unruly. This word unruly means it has no constraints. You need to be careful with somebody who has no constraints on what they say. It says evil, full of deadly poison. Poison. Church, never get to a place where all you do. Look, we all have bad days. We all have those days. Let me be the first to admit, but never get to a place where all we do is spew poison over our family, spew poison over our, our relationships. 
The thing about poison and the tongue is it, it doesn't happen right away, but it starts squeezing the life out of everything around you. It starts squeezing the life of your relationships, your future, your hope. Verse 9, it says, with it, with it, with the tongue, we bless our what? We bless our God and our Father. And with it, we curse men. Oh, my gosh. With it, we are in church. Singing songs, worshiping the Lord. And then walk right out into the parking lot and cuss our wife out. Go out into the street and start bad-mouthing the house of the Lord. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. He says, my brethren, my sisterin, these things, the, the sisterin wasn't there, I added that, so okay, just... <laughs> My, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. You don't have good water and bitter water coming from the same place. So why then do we have both kind of water gushing out of our very soul? How can we have two kinds of water gushing out of our mouth? I'm going to read one more verse. I can feel the tension and then I'm going to leave, okay? You can see me next week. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus right here is talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees are people, if you're new to church, the Pharisees are people that look really good on the outside, had everything. They knew the book from front to back. They knew all the rules, but yet their heart was cold. Jesus right here talks to the Pharisees, says, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? Can you imagine if Jesus walked in here and just told of me or anyone? Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Amen. Here's what Jesus is saying right here. What comes, what comes out of your mouth as a reflection of what is in your heart. So the question I have for myself is that what's in my heart? 
What am I allowing to go into my heart? What am I listening to? What am I watching? Who am I listening to? What am I allowing to go into my heart? Because what's in my heart is eventually going to come out of my mouth. And how can you, being evil, speak good things? I'll take it a step further. You can't tame your mouth. You can't tame your tongue. You can't change the words you speak by sheer will. I've known people that have said, no, I'm never going to say that again. I can't say that again. I'm never going to say it. I'm, not, I'm just going to be happy all the time. I'm just going to say, hey. I'm just, I, I, I can't. You can't change your tongue by changing your tongue. You change your tongue by allowing God to change your heart. Amen. And that's a different story. Because now we have to allow God to come into our life, into our heart, into those dark places. And to those places where we've been hurt, and to those places and say, Lord, take this out. I don't want it. I don't want this in here anymore. It's been living in here for too long. Devil, here's the eviction notice. You're out of here today. I've known, I've known people who have said all the right things. But what's in their heart comes out. And I've known people who've had more than a bad week. And they have every right and every reason to curse everybody in the street. But yet what comes out of their mouth is life. Is hope. It's not a fake, the Lord is good. No, God is good. It's what's in here. And it's what comes out. You know, while I was drinking this water... I want to do a quick little illustration. Nothing crazy. Did you bring the, uh, the Mentos and the Coca-Cola? No, I'm joking. Just joking. I, I, think of, I think of this as some of you. Clear, beautiful water. When I talk to some of you, many of you, you pour into my life and I get refreshed. This is me right here being filled up by the words you speak and what you say. Even, even behind my back right here. And me to you right here, Logan. It's just beautiful water. But when you're empty, where do you draw from? Because every week, I don't know about you, but I get empty sometimes. I get empty. I'm tired. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm nervous. I'm worried. For you. For our church. And what a beautiful thing it is for someone to be able to pour life. How can you have two? You can't have dirty and clean. You have one or the other. What is in our heart? What is inside will eventually come out.
Let's bow our heads this morning. We apply this to our life. Watch your life start to bloom. Apply this to your life and watch all those around you. There'll be a difference in the atmosphere. There'll be a change. We serve a God this morning who wants to lay us down on the operating table. He wants to, I hate to use this word, but he wants to cut us open and reach down and pull out the heart that has been hardened, the heart that's hurt, the heart that's broken, the heart that needs mending. He wants to give you a new heart this morning, a heart that's cold, and he wants to replace it with a heart of flesh. Next thing you know, compassion is flowing out of you. Compassion, when you allow Jesus, the Son of God, to have your heart, life will flow out of you. This morning, there are people here who need a spiritual heart transplant. I was the first one a week ago. I said, Lord, change this heart. I forgive. Lord, I'm sorry. I want my heart to be empty of this world and I want it to be full of you. I want my heart to be empty of everything, any evil word or anything spoken of me that I've kept and I've held on to of anger. I want to let it go and I want to be full of you. I want my children, I want my kids to be able to, when I speak, they feel life. When I speak, my wife feels life. When I speak, all those around me, yeah, I might be having a bad day, but yet when I speak, it's you that is coming out of my very soul. It doesn't have to be gossip this morning. It doesn't have to be any of that. It could, it could be speaking words of doubt, negative words on a situation. But here how you, here's how you really know when uh, you've been operated on and God is working in your life is when um, you have the ability to speak well of people who you know can't stand you. <laughs> Some of us this morning, church, need a, need a, need a heart transplant. And, and this morning, church, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna open the altars. You just come and pray and get a hold of God. If you want to bring your family, you want to bring your kids, you want to, you want to, you want to just safely, you want to come down and pray. I encourage you as we sing out this song, just pray and ask God to help you whatever need that is. Give it to God this morning. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Let's worship Him. Don't be ashamed. Come to the altar. Come to Christ this morning. Come on bend a knee and let it go. Give it to God this morning. If that is you. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Sister, can we pull up that song, the last song we sang? Hallelujah. And I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God cause all my life you have been faithful cause all my life you have been so so of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a and I have lived in the goodness of God all my life cause all my life you have been faithful cause all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I Yes, I will see of the goodness of God. Yes, I will see of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's remain in an attitude of worship. Let's bow our heads this morning. Don't leave this place without letting go of some things. If I, I sense in my spirit there are some people who need to come to the altar. You, you need to come and let, let it go. You need to give it to God this morning. As we dismiss, I would ask we dismiss quietly this morning. And, and please fellowship outside and talk about, but dismiss quietly as we have people here praying.
And if you would like to pray, I'd encourage you to come to this altar as we pray together as we pray. Those who are watching online with us, thank you again. Pray. Know that this message, God hit me first. I, I, when I was reading James, God hit me. And, and, and there's no judgment here. We all need help with our words. We all need help with what we say. Take this word. Apply it to your life. And watch life bloom. Dear God, thank you for this message. Thank you for going before me. Thank you for visiting us today. I pray you just have your hand upon each and every one of us as we dismiss. That you would give us the, the strength to love our enemies. To, to love those who despise you. To, to speak well of others, Lord. To, to close our mouths when it's not time to speak, Lord. Those things Remind us, I pray, just your mercy and grace upon us. Blessing upon each family here. I pray your presence be with them and in their home. Bring us back here safely next week. I can't wait. We give you the praise and the glory. We worship you and we thank you for all that you have done and that are doing in this place. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed this morning. Please dismiss quietly. Hallelujah.